Hey guys, what's up? It's Tyler Kluver. This is the Snapped Podcast. So glad that you're joining me on this podcast. We're going to talk about diet, exercise, mindset, training, sports, performance, and any of the things that we discuss, me or the guests that I bring on, is going to help you get better and help you get healthier in some way or another. We're glad you're here. Sit back, relax. Let's have it. going to be the opening of every podcast we're back hi youtube and for those watching and hi to your ears if you're listening god i'm a fucking horrible comedian i'm not funny i think i'm funny and i actually truly believe that if i wanted to be funny that i could be professionally but then i get on here and i sound like an asshole i'm just i'm just your run-of-the-mill asshole and that's all i am and that's the podcast today. Thanks for coming. Uh, no, today we're going to talk about something super important. And it goes right along with the theme of that intro, all that performance, health, diet, nutrition, all that stuff. It's going to be sleep. Sleep. And as we have been the last few weeks, this has been wake up on Wednesday. What is pertinent in my life slash uh, job? considering that I work in health and fitness. Uh, and what do I feel like talking about? Last couple of weeks, it was intention. You know, as the new year ro- rolled around, uh, we talked about water. That was pretty prevalent in some of the conversations I was having with some of my clients. Uh, we talked about, um, what else did we talk about? I forgot, I forgot what else we talked about. Uh, but today we're talking about sleep and I've been talking about sleep a lot with, uh, my clients over the past week. And I think it goes underutilized. And I think it's one of those things. It's like, um, it's like investing maybe, which is also a a personal thing that I've gotten into recently, but that's not what we're talking about investing because it's like investing because it's something that's really important. And can be extremely beneficial to you, but there isn't a lot of knowledge around it based off of the total population. Everybody knows it's good to sleep. Everybody knows it's good to invest your money, but the details and the actual importance and the significance of those details, they kind of aren't a thing. Like they're not mainstream. Only people who really personally research and get into them kind of understand it people who start to shape their their habits around improving sleep they're really the only ones that start to see the benefit and similar to health and fitness you don't start to see the benefit until you're consistent for what most people will consider a long time right like a month or multiple months how the hell could i how the hell could i change my behavior and pick up a new healthy habit for more than that like 
I think people get so scared out of, out of health habits and fitness because things don't happen within the first two weeks, which is really unfortunate. Sleep is another one of those things. Sleep is a regulator. Regulation. Let's, let's, that's going to be the buzzword of this podcast for the next 10, 15 minutes. It regulates your body. We're going to talk about some of the benefits here. Uh, we're going to talk about the recommendations. We're going to talk about the positives or negatives. Okay. Um, sleep is super interesting. First of all, I want to give a personal story. I think personal stories help connect the topic with the people. Okay. At Iowa, back in my back in my day at Iowa, circa 2013. Okay, so we're almost almost a decade ago, which makes me feel a whole lot older than I feel or that I maybe actually am. 26, but yeah, this was a right at uh, right at 18 coming out of high school, 2013. I come from Marshalltown to Iowa City. Life gets flipped on its head. My daily routine is completely new top to bottom. And the biggest thing that they would talk about is time management. As a freshman athlete at the, at the University of Iowa, at least, one of the biggest topics was time management, learning to manage your time, which is something that I now, five years through college and you know eight years later, feel like I do better than most people. And it's something that I was mm, the worst at. I was on the bottom of the totem pole of managing time. And a large part of that is when you are relative to a large part relative to my situation at the time was when you are training in the morning, practicing at some point during the day, going to meetings um, and being at the complex for other reasons. And that's all just for football. And then you add in going to class going to another class, going to another class sometimes, maybe four classes in a day if, if you have a rough schedule and doing the homework and all the other stuff for those classes. And especially as a freshman, again, why, why it was so important, there was other stuff that was like, you know, these stupid freshman things that you had to do. You didn't have time or, you know, you didn't have the luxury if you wanted to feel good and perform good and be at your best during all of those things, if you were going to sleep five hours a night, well, guess what I did? Guess what your boy did? I slept horribly every night of freshman year. What a tragedy. It's one of the biggest regrets I have about college in the off season in Iowa. Uh, so, you know, so we get into that first semester, we go through and we finally get to the off season. So I've been on campus for four months now and during season is a little bit, um, it's a different, different stimulus, but there wasn't as much asked of us physically, uh, especially if you're not playing. So, you know, as a young guy who wasn't playing um, physically, I felt okay. We get into the off season and those first eight weeks of the semester in the, in the spring semester, those are the biggest strength and conditioning months out of the year. Well, 
the biggest months in the weight room out of the year. The conditioning hypes up in the summer, but as far as lifting, putting your body under extreme loads and really testing your central nervous system on a daily basis, those first eight weeks, biggest eight weeks of the year. I had gotten into a habit of sleeping, remember, 18 years old, so I'm dead in the middle of of really not necessarily puberty, but like a physical maturation. Uh, they say that the female body doesn't fully physically develop until like 23 to 25, and the male body might not physically develop until like 25 to 27. And then, um, and on, and the brain is on similar, um, on similar maturation timeframes as well for both uh, sexes. So, you know, we're still five years out from me being, you know, I'm growing. My body is developing still and the habits, what I'm putting in my body, what I'm doing with my body physically. um, At that time, when you're that young, everything is still being formed. Like, what would I be? What would I be if I would have slept that first year of college? Anyway, 18 years old, 19 actually at this point, and we're waking up at 5.15 in the morning to go lift at 6 a.m. I'm going to bed at 12.30 in the morning every night. It, I, I, even just talking about it now, I remember it feeling just normal. I would stay up on my laptop watching Lost or uh, Prison Break until midnight, 12.30, sometimes 1 a.m., and then I would wake up four hours later and go lift. And I thought I was getting by at the time. Uh, and, 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 and doing okay, actually. But I wasn't. And I know this because looking back in the off-season at Iowa, there's an off-season competition. And there's an award that is often won by freshmen because they have the largest room for improvement. If you look at an S-curve, of um of getting better an s curve of uh i believe it's like learning or yeah it's like the learning curve um but it's it's like a physical learning curve that we would go through at iowa when you come in you have all these low numbers because they want to make sure you're doing all the lifts correctly and safe and then in that first off season they give you everybody on the team gets goals that they are trying to hit for each lift but as a freshman your numbers were so low that you're most likely going to hit all those goals, um, most of those goals, if not all of them. And if you hit all those goals, you get the Golden Hawk Award. I would say half of the freshmen got the Golden Hawk Award. Occasionally, some older guys would get it, but as you get older, it's harder to make jumps. Um, And as a freshman, everybody wanted that Golden Hawk Award. And I was so confused at why my numbers weren't going up. Why, like, why, why wasn't I getting stronger when all of my buddies in the same class were? And now, and then I figured it out. By the end of college, I had figured out that, holy shit, I didn't sleep at all that freshman year. It was directly related to sleep. 80 to 90% of it. You know, I, I probably could have been better on nutrition and some other things, hydration some of the stuff that we've talked about, but sleep was the one limiting factor. And now that story is purely athletic performance-based. 
from an elite kind of standard, but it transfers directly over to everyday life for everyday people of which I am one of those now. And everybody listening to this podcast is sleep matters more than you think. Okay. I, I, I wish that I could tell you how badly it affected me. Like I just do. Right. What are some health benefits of sleep, right? You guys don't really give a shit about hitting max lift numbers in the weight room. None of you are going to hang clean 340 by five or squat 500 for three reps. But so, so why does sleep matter for you? Well, do you get headaches? Do you experience uh, roller coasters of energy throughout the day? How often do you get sick, even just a cold, a simple cough? Um, what does your weight look like? What do your blood markers look like, your biomarkers, your blood pressure, your triglycerides, your cholesterol, your fasting glucose? What do all those look like? What's your mental clarity like throughout the day? If you're sitting here and I'm listing these off and you're thinking, shit, I've my energy isn't great. I, sometimes I do feel foggy. My, I definitely could be better in the weight department. I don't know the last time I went to the doctor, but I'm scared to go. If, if, the, if that's you, you know, how do you interact with people? What's your mood like during the day? All of these things may be the most affected by sleep. All of those things I just listed, potentially, other than weight, are potentially the most affected, the number one variable. If you're going to break a pie chart down on how strong a variable affects a certain outcome, sleep is at the top of the list for all of those. And I know it doesn't seem like it, right? It's just something everybody does. Nighttime rolls around, you have your routine, you go to bed, you wake up. It's not even something you think about. But it is so goddamn important. And it affects all of those things I just listed. I personally used to sleep like an absolute baby. And I think this is a really... Uh, some of you try. I think this is a topic that we should get into. Some of you try. I, I, I go to bed at 8, 9 o'clock, and I just can't fall asleep. Or once I fall asleep, this is my wife, once I fall asleep, I wake up a bunch, or I'm restless, or this, that, the other. And for years, you search, for, you know, months, years on end, you search for a, an answer, Right. And so what are some of the problems that may be keeping you up, right? Stress, number one. Stress is number one. And again, my wife, that's why she, that's why she will roll around in the middle of the night and be, you know, pot, potentially wake up and stay awake for an hour or two before falling back asleep. Stress is her number one thing, and it comes from her job. And that's something that's very hard to limit on an input on the stress being input into your body, but the output of what you can do to fight against it, there are things that you can do. We'll talk about that in a second. Are you in pain? 
Do you have an injury that you're not taking care of? Could be as simple as like a freaking toothache or something like that. Health conditions. How do medicines affect your sleep? How much alcohol are you drinking? And when are you drinking it? When are you, how much caffeine are you taking in? How much exercise are you getting throughout the day on a regular basis? When are you getting that exercise? When are you eating your last meal? What's your bedtime routine like? All of these things, like how, how deep can we go, right? As I start to list these things off, you're like, shit, all of, you know, all of these things affect my sleep. Yes, yes, they do. You have to get them in check because you need to sleep. It has to happen. It's, it's non-negotiable. If you are listening to this podcast, you should be getting no less than seven hours of sleep a night. No less. Trying to get no less than seven hours of sleep. It doesn't always happen. It doesn't always happen. I'm, I do pretty well. I get um, just beneath seven on restless bad nights, like 645, 650, um, probably once or twice a week. But you should be trying to get seven hours. If you are 25 or younger and listening to this, first of all, why? Uh, why are you listening to me? But also, you should be getting eight minimum. Eight to 10 is preferred. Adults can run on seven or more. Again, once you're kind of fully developed, the sleep when you're growing and you're developing as a young adult and a teenager, fucking imperative. And I messed up an entire year. After that year, I went on to, we moved into a house. We got out of the dorm. I stopped watching shit at night. I started going to bed at 10 and waking up at five to six in the morning, depending on what we had. And I was getting seven to eight straight hours of sleep. And I'm telling you, it's the deepest sleep that I ever got in my life. And I'm jealous now because I can't do it anymore. I, for some reason, I don't have the ability, but from the summer of 2014 through the summer of 2018, so four straight years, I went to bed. I can maybe count on one hand how often I, the nights that I woke up during the night. I slept through the night every single night. Last thing I remember when I woke up in the morning to my alarm was falling asleep the night before. There was nothing in between. It was a dead, straight-through sleep every single night. Figure out why you're not falling asleep, right? Back to that stress thing. If you're stressed, first of all, I think there's, I think there's three things that you can take that I have implemented with my wife and I supplementally at nighttime that can maybe help with that stress. Magnesium supplement and L-theanine supplement. And I'm not going to go into the science of this, but just, you know, basically any good one will do. Just do a little bit of research. Best magnesium, best L-theanine, and then a nice CBD nighttime specific supplement. That's something that my wife has recently started taking. Her sleep was shitty for the last year, and we've just now gotten it to the point where she's actually sleeping almost all the way through the night maybe wake up once or twice a night, but still pretty good. Um, 
during the week when she has to get up for work. And then on the weekends, it's, it's pretty crazy. You can literally tell like, okay, there's nothing tomorrow on a Saturday or Sunday. She sleeps fine all the way through the night. Those are something you can take other things you can do to combat some of those reasons why you aren't sleeping. Get healthy. If you're in pain or you're hurt or you're injured or you have something wrong with you, right? Figure out how to best navigate the medicines you're taking if you're on them. Do not drink caffeine past one o'clock. That shit will stay in your system and affect you the rest of the day. I would really advise against caffeine kind of after the morning, if at all. Drinking, obviously you're going to go have fun sometimes. You're going to be at social events. Try not to drink late at night really at all. Alcohol is not great for you in a lot of ways, but if you're going to try not to do it super late into the night, do not eat past eight o'clock. Don't eat past eight o'clock for so many reasons, but if not the long list, the simple one of your body is going to be digesting that food for the next two to four hours. And it's going to be really hard to fall asleep when your digestive system is working. You ever think about that one? Don't eat past uh, don't eat past dinner just don't this is a this is the biggest one for me and i think it's why i slept so damn good in college and a, a little less good now what are you doing during the day how much physical activity are you outputting All right there's a certain amount of natural energy that you have and natural um i'm not even really sure how to best describe it but it's like your kid, right? Or I guess it's best exercised by this. You don't want your kid to accidentally fall asleep at six, right? If their normal bedtime's at nine. Because if they wake up from that nap and they just slept from six to 8 p.m., how, how, how easy is do you think for them to go to bed now, right? And you don't want them up till midnight or later. You have to expend a certain amount of energy during the day so that your body is tired and wants to rest at night. Be physically active on a regular basis. Get up and do something, especially if you're at a desk. In, in college, the reason I slept like a rock every single night was because we were doing so much during the day, all day, every day. And so by the time nighttime rolled around, my body was like, yep, out like a light. Now I don't do as much. I work out 45 minutes to an hour each day kind of sit around the house and work the less. So the body's got a little bit more energy at night, right? Sleep environment. Some people call it um, your sleep hygiene and your routine. Most important. Okay. And, and you guys can ask me questions, DM me, message me. Cause I have a whole thing that I do. I'm not going to go into it. Maybe I'll, a whole nother podcast on it. This is just generalized though. When do you put your phone down at night, right? Do you fall asleep with the TV on, noise? What's the temperature in the room? How dark is it in your room, right? About, you know, 70 degrees or less probably needs to be the temperature for real optimal sleeping is what they found. The room needs to be as dark as you can make it. It's the one thing that I hate. My wife has to fall asleep with the TV on and it, probably is why I don't sleep as well as I could. 
did you just put your phone down at 10 30 p.m and now you're trying to go to bed or did you put it down at like eight and now at like 9 9 30 you're trying to fall asleep try that i bet you find it to be insanely so much easier right sleep hygiene get into a routine and then overall the biggest thing that i want to talk about is just the habit the consistency All those things we just talked about, figure out in each little nuance what works for you, what temp works for you, how dark works, how much darkness works for you, when putting your phone down works for you. And then the biggest thing that we're going to come back to a million times on this podcast is consistency. You did it one night. Cool. Did you do it the next night? Cool. Did you do it for a week? Great. Now do it for a month straight. Now two months straight. Cool. Now you're at a half year. You've done it for six months straight. Now your body's like, cool, this is it. Now we're adjusted. We will start to work properly. And this is how it works with losing weight, putting on muscle, yada, 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 yada in the fitness and health industry. At three to six months, that's when your body starts to go, oh, this is our new normal. You're you're sitting here listening to this in your 30s, 40s, even in your 20s. Your body's gone through 25, 30 plus years of habitual everyday activity. And now you're trying to change something about that everyday process. Not going to happen in two weeks. Hey, if you're working out for two weeks, you're not going to get abs. If you're eating good for two weeks, you're not going to get abs. If you're lifting weights for two weeks, you're not going to be strong. If you sleep correctly and have a good nighttime routine and do everything perfectly for two weeks, you're not going to be good at sleeping yet. That's just how it goes. But you can get there. Keep going. Consistency. Three months is a huge milestone. Three months of doing something, massive milestone. People say 21 days, fuck that, 90 days. 90 days is a huge milestone. Your body will start to feel like it's normal. Whatever it is. And boy, do I wish I would have figured it out sooner. That's all I got for today. And I feel like I'm preaching, right? I I get like angry at the person who isn't sleeping or the person who wasn't hydrating. And I I realize that you probably don't like listening to that. But it's the way I, I display importance. And I hope that you learned something today. As always, I hope that I'm glad that you were here. Um, there's a decent amount of people that listen to this podcast and on a, and I don't even, I haven't even posted about it in the last few weeks, but you guys are still out there. Subscribe to it. You, you throw the listen on. So, um, I really appreciate that. If you have topics, tweet me or DM me that I can talk about in the health fitness performance area of life. I will talk about it, whatever, and give you my personal, I'll try to give a personal story every time I talk about something and how it's affected me and how I go about it now and how you can be better at it and the benefits. That's, that's the point of this. We're trying to get healthy and wealthy, baby. That's it. We're four in a row now since I said I'm going to be consistent with this thing. We ain't stopping. We ain't stopping. I'm so glad you were here. This was episode, I don't know, like 14 or something. And uh, we'll be back next Wednesday again. We got a good one coming up. We are coming up on, uh, kind of a milestone within the next two, three weeks. Um, So there's going to be a a good episode 
that I can't wait to talk about in the next couple of weeks. But again, thanks for joining. Have a fantastic day, a fantastic week, fantastic weekend, wherever you are. Go kill it. Have a day. And I'll talk to you next week. Peace.